Welcome, everybody. On this episode of the podcast, we have Thomas Lecce Navarro, the owner of Downtown Lecce in Downtown LA. Lecce is a prolific hairstylist, barber, and entrepreneur. Lecce is a global educator for Hikari Hanzo Shears, and he's associated with Strand the Brand. Whether he's making his clients feel like a million dollars in his high-rise, high-end salon in downtown LA, or he's traveling the country teaching haircutting classes, Lecce wants to inspire and motivate you to be successful. Learn more about his story now on Salon Success Academy, the podcast. Salon Success Podcast. I'm uh, Joseph Joe Marmaleo. And I'm Jeff Gross. At Salon Success, you can get a great haircut. Let's do it in five, four, three, two, one. Well, hello, Salon Success. The girls of Beauty Academy are so mean. <laughs> Welcome to Salon Success Academy. You can't sit with us! Salon Success. Hello, Salon Success. Help you with your career! Just a little! Salon Success. Alright, that's our cue. This is the Salon Success Podcast. I'm Joseph Joe Marmalejo. We have... Brandy Edwards Hamilton. And that was a sick introduction, man. That was <laughs> amazing. I was like vibing out. This is Leche. Nice to see everybody. The one and only Mr. Leche. All right, so you just did a demo here at our Upland campus. Yep. I think it went well. Uh, how, what did you do? Uh, I tried to entertain the kids. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I did a demo, a, a sheer demo, uh, trying to show different techniques and different ways to get the same result. I'm sure they do it their way, and just trying to show them that there's many ways to get to the same place. All right, yeah. I appreciate it. They do. It was a lot of fun. You can see it on their faces. They were definitely um, taking in what you had to give. I hope so. So this was a, your third demo you've done at Salon Success, right? Correct. Uh-huh. You did a, one here in 2019 and then one at the Corona campus. Correct. Really the same year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, definitely uh, glad to have you on the schedule and glad to have you coming in and visiting our campuses more often. It's always good to be around uh, your energy, Joe. Thank you. And now I know you guys, too. Yes. You guys all have amazing energy. So Back by popular demand. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Back by Joe's demand. <laughs> so uh, give us a little background. Who, uh, who are you? <sighs> so started in 19... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so no, yeah. My name's Thomas... Days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name's Thomas Navarro, but I do go by Leche. Leche is a nickname that I got back in, back in the heyday. And it's stuck throughout my whole life. And, and now that I'm doing this in, in this industry, doing this career, it's now my business. So it's now my brand. It's, it's everything... It's funny how I feel like I'm no longer Leche. Now the brand is Leche and I'm just the person behind the, the scenes. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I've been doing hair for seven years. I have a salon in downtown LA. It's on the 10th floor of a building. Uh, it's a seven station salon and we've been there for four years. I have Eric here, Eric Garcia hair here with me. My, my road dog. You would clap it up. What are you going to do? I see you doing something. Oh no, I thought you were going to have like a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, just checking the levels, checking the levels. I don't want to guess and push a random one. We got some pretty funny ones in here. You're gonna womp them. Womp, womp. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it's been a blessing. It's, it's it's I fell into this industry. I don't think I, it was it was ever my passion or um, I I don't have the normal story where I was like oh I, I cut in the backyard or high school or the football team or basketball team. Nothing. I really picked this up seven years ago. And it's it it I was really drawn to the the idea of it of being around so many people, 
you know, I think I'm a people person more than a hair person. And this gave me the, the avenue to connect to a lot of people. And, and here we are. And then I'm fortunate to say I travel the world to educate and, and connect with others. So that's amazing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. What are uh, some of the best places or uh, most memorable places that, you know, this career has taken you? Uh, to Salon Success to do a podcast with you guys here. <laughs> epic. Epic. For sure. Epic. Yeah. <laughs> it's not every day. You know, you have to appreciate everywhere you are because uh, just you guys trying to take the time to have this conversation is means a lot to me. And, and I hope it can resonate with everybody else. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, yeah, I mean, the places, places may change, but the people are the same. If that kind of makes sense, because there's always going to be somebody who's hungry for more information. There's always going to be somebody that that knows everything. There's always going to be somebody who's really had a bad up, upbringing and somebody who had a great upbringing. So it's just being able to to manage through those type of energies and people and connect with them and try to just show them a different mindset and see how they can fully accomplish what they want to accomplish. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a that's great to hear. What um, you know, what's your favorite part about being in this industry? Let's see. For sure, what I just said, like connecting with others, <laughs> yes. yeah. Uh, but the traveling is really nice. Like, I, it's so funny because when I when I used to do the corporate world, I made enough money to travel, but I felt like I did never want to take the time to travel. Excuse me. Um, never want to take the time to travel. And now, like, the irony is that I'm getting paid to travel and see all these different places and experience the world. And it's, it's, uh, it's, like yeah, nothing short but a blessing, you know. Like it, it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to do what you love, which is connecting to others and getting paid for it. You know, absolutely. That's the bonus. Yeah. yeah. When you were starting your education, what was your goal, or what did you think you were going to be doing when you got into the industry? When you were starting your education? <clears throat> well, my first and foremost intention was to to make sure that when my mom retired, I told the story in the class that my mom was was sixty. She wanted to retire by sixty five. But she's owned a mom and pop salon for, mm -hmm. for over 25 years, 26 years. And she was she wanted to retire already. Right. But to me, like for her to run a business for that long, like I would hate for her legacy to retire with her. Right. So I was like, you know what? I was going to keep my corporate job because obviously it came with a comfortable check, the, the all the plus that comes with the insurance, all that stuff, you know. So the benefits. And then um, and I was I was really great at what I did, you know. So I, I had all that going for me. So I just wanted to manage her salon. But in order to do anything, you have to know about it. You know, I need to know the business to run the business. So I went to school strictly for that. I'm going to get my license. I'm going to have a better understanding. I could talk to the employees, mm -hmm. you know, thinking that there were employees back then. You know, I'm going to have an employee. I'll <laughs> tell them what to do. And my mindset back then, imagine this. If for whatever reason the stylist doesn't show up, I can do the hair for the stylist. <laughs> that is so naive of me to think. The client's going to be like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, That's a, It's a logical thought process. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take over. Don't worry. She didn't come in today. Like, no. But yeah, I mean, nine months, nine months into uh, cutting hair, I just saw the rapid growth of me cutting hair. I, I, I did get drawn in school to, to short hair, men's hair. Um, so I got drawn into that and then, in the short period of time, I just saw everything kind of growing. I just saw instant money. And I was like, wait a minute, like I could, this is, this could be, if my mom could do it, I could definitely do it. Being with coming with the experience that I, that I have uh, an advantage compared to her. Um, so I saw a video, I always plug this, a Steve Harvey video called jump. If you put YouTube, Steve Harvey jump, I saw that video and it was just taking the leap of faith in your abilities and your capabilities of doing something instead of just waiting on the edge of a cliff. So I did that. I, I put my two weeks in notice. 
Um, I quit my job and I did this. I went, you know, head first into this into this career and and like I said, it, it was seven years in and it's it's been nothing but a a blessing, you know. Fruitful, so, very fruitful, yes. Yeah, no looking back. Definitely. I mean, look back to enjoy the process, but not not to weigh you down, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, your title? Are you a cosmetologist? Are you a barber? Uh, I'm not a big fan of titles. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it, it was. Gonna, I thought your response was going to be something like that. Yeah, I'm not a big title. You, you could call me a cosmo, a, a bar. I like people assume I'm a barber because of the way I look. Um, I specialize in short hair. Right. So even though I do long hair, I do you know color and everything, but I specialize in, in short hair, and it, it doesn't really matter. I I am I'm I'd rather be known if, if I'm put a title as a businessman than than anything else. Yeah. All right, an entrepreneur. And ultimately, that's the the circumstance of the license. Barbers right. and Cosmos both do <clears throat> learn the same amount of hair, eleven hundred hours in California. The same amount down, of hair, right? color, yeah. all of that's the same for barbers and for Cosmos. So right. you kind of just specialize in what you are connected to and what Correct. you feel good doing. Correct. Yes. I, I mean, I love doing long hair. I love seeing the transformation of it. Yes. But always halfway through the process, I'm like, why did I agree to this? Like, it's such a long <laughs> process, you know? Yes. I personally feel more creative with short hair. Yeah. I feel like I'm sculpting. I see right. things in real time. I'm connected exactly. to the art in the moment. Right. I feel like with long hair, you have to wait till the end mm-hmm. for the connection. So I'm not flowing quite the same way. It's just a little bit more time consuming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start becoming an educator? Man, all right. So I, I would like to think my previous life, uh, I've always had, you know, had to train people. Mm-hmm. I always had employees under me. So that already kind of helped me. But it all started, I went to a show. Um, I already had a pair of Hanzos. I was at a show. And the, the sales rep there and the educator there, they were like just bombarded with a lot of people around their table. And I had just gotten my double swivel. So I was like, you know what? Like, hey, do you mind if I grab a double swivel? They're like, yeah, go ahead. Obviously, they knew who I was. I mean, not like, oh, they know who I am. Obviously. Obviously, I meant like <laughs> we had a rapport. They know who I was. It wasn't a stranger. I wasn't going to strangers. <laughs> but I'm like, I grabbed the comb. I grabbed the, the swivels. I grabbed a mannequin that they had there that they weren't using. And I just pulled people to the side to give them more breathing space. Right. Right. I was actually sharing a booth with them for a nonprofit at the Humble Project. So our side, obviously, it's a barber show, hair show. The, the, the nonprofit was getting no traction, you know. Right. So it was a twofer, you know. Let me bring people to this side in front of this booth. I'm going to let them have some breathing space. So then I just started showing people how to use the, the double swivel. And the sales rep's like, how come you don't educate for us? I'm like, well, nobody's ever asked, you know. So... <laughs> They had me do a video, a 30-minute video of, of me doing a haircut and presenting it. I did it, and that's how I got into it. But that's what led me to going back and learning the fundamentals. Yes. Because remember, I went to school just to get my license. Right. So I was just like, what do I need to do? A repetition, blah, 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 get it done, get it done, get it done. And then uh, once I was like, okay, I'm, I'm a teacher, and I'm going to get paid to teach? All right, I, I need to go back, learn everything, and do it right, you know? So, so that put me on the path of education, yeah. What do you like about uh, teaching? I think I like, I even, I did one event and then, um, it was very early in my career. I called it the A and B tour. It's the artist meets business. Mm. I think what I love to teach is that not a lot of people know the business side. They know the art side and a lot of people are very artists. And there's a saying, there's a starving artist, right? There's a starving artist because they're so passionate about what they do that they're willing to do it for free. But if you're really good at what you do, then you should be getting paid for what you do, you know? So how do I, I like educating the business side and opening the, their mind to understanding like, hey, there's, there's more to this and you could get, you ha- you're very valuable. Like there's only one of you. 
there's a lot of people that do hair, but there is only one of you. Yes. So what do you bring to the table? And then how you, can you monetize what you bring to the table? You know, but yeah. that was one of the best things I've seen in your demos is that you don't just focus on the skill or the technique. You focus Correct. on, um, you know, the character right. who's behind the chair mm -hmm. and um, really instilling some great information, some great advice to our students um, on how they can make the, their clients experience better correct and how they can make themselves better as a individual and as one person. thing too is you also said um don't compete against anybody else correct right there i know exactly what you're going for compete against yourself correct. every day make yourself better all right and even in, in motivation i just had a conversation with a student outside and he he, he looked up to a certain artist you mm -hmm. know and i said well when are you going to look at the uh, look up to yourself right like you don't even know that artist you don't even know that person oh but he inspires me how are you going to inspire yourself how do you become that guy for you in your head? Yes. Because we suffer more in the imagination than in reality. Our mind really blocks us from a lot of things. Once we learn to control our mind, then we can accomplish anything. Like the doors just will open wide up. But we always like to stretch for external things to satisfy our comforts. It's just living in the uncomfortable, pro, you know, growing that progress, growing that uncomfort. And then you start seeing like, man, you grow as an individual, you grow as a business, you grow as a, an all your your energy, your circle, everything grows. So absolutely. Yeah. You have anything, Brian? You said when you were um, in school, you were there just to get your license. Yep. What does that mean? That means I did. I wasn't. How can I say? My intent was to complete the hours and take the test and pass it. So it wasn't to learn a technique. It uh -huh. wasn't to you know be the best artist, be the best cosmetologist or barber that I was. It wasn't until that. Seven months in, like something pinched me on the side. Hey, I kind of like this fading stuff, you know? Right. Then I started looking into it. And while I was in school, I started going to external education, continued education. Right. So I was going to the school and then I'll go after, you know, a class at 6 p.m., 7 right. p.m., go, go to there and start learning more, hanging around, networking. And then that's when I got the bug. You know? got so it. then, I mean, I, I say, I want to say it was like strictly there, but at seven months, like the, the remaining three months, I was really putting that intent to learning the skill set. Well, I know that having gone to beauty school as well, I think when we we're in school, we may, everybody has a reason they started, whatever right. that is, if right. it's to learn color, to learn cut, to Man. take over their mom's business, whatever the circumstance, I think when we go in, we have a, sometimes a narrow focus on mm -hmm. what we're expecting to learn and get out of it. And then we're either still in school or not until you graduate sometimes that you have your aha moment Correct. of oh, this is my purpose, or this is why I did this, or, mm -hmm. oh, maybe I actually, I'm, pr I'm pretty good at this. Correct. And I can elaborate and do more and learn more in those. And it is that you fall into the, the specialty because you're good at the specialty. Right. It's not so much because you really love it. It's just you found success. Right. So then you're just going to keep feeding that success. Um, but yeah, I went into like, oh, I'm going to have my mom shop. We're going to do everything. Nails, every, everything we teach, we're going to do. Right. And somebody that was already licensed, they're like, no, you're going to specialize in something. No, 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 no. I'm not leaving any money on the table. Seven months in, I specialize in something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to her. <laughs> she, she, she was giving you her words of wisdom. Correct. Yes. Correct. Her experience, you know, she's been through it. So, Jack of all trades. Right. Master of one or jack of all trades. But no, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely not doing nails. You know what? I, 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 I'm just picturing you in beauty school. Going, oh my god! Yeah, you should see. I mean, I didn't look like this, so. but uh, I can only imagine. Big, I got you. You know, but but even then, like you, even that. This is why I, I tell the students. You know, like you, you, your intent to be great, your habit to be great has to start in school, because even 
when it was, you know, we had our stages, freshman, junior, senior mm-hmm. in the school that I went to. So I was a freshman. They were bombarded on the floor. We're not supposed to be on the floor. Right. But we had just gone over the pedicure segment. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, we need somebody to help. I was like, I'll go. Right. And mind you, like, I always like to tell a story. It was like 49 to 1. It was like 49 female students, and I was the, the only male, right? So here comes this, you know, I was a thinner back then, but here comes this big guy coming out. And I, I, was, I knew the basics of pedicures, you know? But what I do know what to do is give a great massage. Right. So all I focus on is have a conversation piece and give a great massage. And they're going to love the service. That was my mindset, you know? And that lady, like, they, nobody wanted to help her because she was, she's very direct. Mm-hmm. Very direct. Standard mm-hmm. beauty school client. Right. <laughs> very direct. Was on her t- Kindle. Uh-huh. Didn't want to be bothered. And she was just ready to read. But I kept just asking her questions, asking her questions. So she's like, you're not going to let me read, aren't you? I'm like, now while you're in front of me, like, let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And she's like, fine. And so she, we started having a conversation. I gave her a massage. And she said, your lack in skill is is overcome by by your customer service. And she gave me a tip. Nice. And I was like, thank you. You know, like, <laughs> like, back in this lap, you know? Thank you. Thank you. But ever since that day, whether I serviced her or not, she would always give me a tip. That's awesome. So so I always, and I always used to punish myself because one thing Eric said in the class is like, I hated blow drying and washing hair. I just did not like it. So, but everybody in the class at school knew that I got, I got tipped well. Right. So I would punish myself. All right, I'll tell anybody. Anybody who wants to do the blow drying and styling, like, and uh, wash, you guys get to keep my tip. But it's whoever shows up to, to where I am, you know? Right. So I'll do the handoff, I'll do everything, and they'll get the $20 tip. And they got lunch, and they got everything, and that was my punishment, you know? <laughs> but now I suffer. You know? I'm like, yo, E, you got time to do this blow dry? Still, seven years later. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, the, the habits start now, you know, like, exactly. That, look, look at what I just said. Seven years later, I still have the habit of not liking to wash and blow dry. Right. I was telling, I was just talking to some students yesterday. I, one of my things I, I always say is practice makes permanent. Mm-hmm. And then whatever we're Amen. doing permanently is going to be our habit. So mm-hmm. if that is, I don't want to do the blow dry or I refuse to do the pedicure, that's not for me. We continue to do those habits over and over again. And then it excuse me, those practices, and then they become permanent uh, habits for us that mm-hmm. are really difficult to break. Or sometimes we put into practice really good habits like your customer service. Okay. All right, from here on out, I know if I have great customer service, I'm going to get this tip, Correct. even if the service isn't the best service. I mean, she got a great <laughs> massage, I'm going to tell you. Right. <laughs> the polish might have been a little jagged, but the massage was on point. Wait, you don't want color in your skin? Oh, my God. <laughs> It's not supposed to look like hair bleeding. <laughs> Do you have any clients still from, from your time in beauty school? Uh, my friends, that would be my models, right? So actually anybody for the most part, let me recheck that, but I have a lot of clients that were either from my school or even from my mom's shop that today I don't charge. Mm. Like I always say like my prices are for my clients, mm-hmm. not for my family. You were there when you were there for my learning curve. So you're going to, you know, you were there for the work, you'll be here for the praise or the party or whatever it is, you know? So, so yeah. Yeah. So I do have some from school that were just my friends and Mm. I'll egg them. Come on, like, bro. And I love it because they're like, do you know how to do it? I'm like, come on, bro. What (laughs) do I think I'm in school for, you know? So they get here and I'm like, miss, can you show me how to do this? He's like, bro, (laughs) three hour haircuts back then. That's the fun of it. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) That's really cool though. Um, Sometimes too, when you're able to do 
like with your family that mm-hmm. are not your clients or your friends that are willing to kind of, they grew with you and allowed you to mess up on right. them. The they pigs. also allow you to be the most creative sometimes, like right. let you really be in your art and flow and do whatever you want. And you're no, in not that my zone. Family. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, my sister does. My sister, she's, she's the one I just did peekaboos on her. Uh, that, that is, she, she allows me to get a bit creative, but, um, but no, it's, it's mainly your friends and models. Like Eric was one of them. He, he allowed me to do whatever I wanted. And thank you, Eric. Yeah. He found another one called Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> I see how I got replaced. Donovan's another artist at my shop. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, it's usually friends and, and people that want to try something crazy. I, I love the ones that like, they're just so used to a certain, like, oh, I don't know, cookie cutter or barbershop haircut, this right. and that. And I introduce them to color. Mm. And I'll do just like a little design in the back, color that, and then they're like, I want more. Like, they're like, no, do, let's do the whole head and let's do this. And let's do it. I'm like, I Chemically got dependent. I got them. <laughs> <laughs> little drug dealer here. <laughs> so, um, when did you decide to, you know, open up your own salon? So obviously the goal was to run a business, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I was running a business that wasn't my business, but I was still running a business. And I, I would hate, like, I didn't want to be an employee, you know? So the, the, the first objective was to open up a speakeasy. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a speakeasy where it didn't look like a shop. There's no sign outside. Like, if you knew, you knew. And that's it. And... uh then, then I just realized how much that was going to cost. I'm like, oh, that's not gonna work, you know. And then, uh, so then I did the next best thing, which was was do uh, find a commercial building that's mm-hmm. a live work loft, and and create the business there, you know. So I also live there as well, and I work there as well. And that's awesome. It's just short all, all in one very short commute, <laughs> and I'm late. So, so uh, <laughs> you've been working at home since before COVID. Correct, correct, you, dude. You. It was such a unforeseen, obviously nobody saw what was coming, but my shop, my business model, everything that, that I had to uh, put into place was or is what it, what the new regulations are. Right. My stations were already six. My, my, my mirrors are seven by four. Right. Like seven feet, you can't four be next feet to wide. Me. You can't, they're already, it's, it was already appointment only. <clears throat> There's no waiting. We don't want people lounging around right. in, in that area. It's just already too compact and we want to focus on the individual that's in your chair. So we don't do, we don't, we attempt not to do two at a time. Right. If you're doing one process, you're focusing on that person. So, um, yeah, I mean, nothing really changed besides wearing a mask, you know, and like checking temps and hand right. sanitizers. But I mean, honest, I mean, besides the checking and the mask, you're supposed to have hand right, sanitizers. Right, we're doing all that You're supposed anyway. to wash your hands. You're supposed to be <laughs> right. hygiene, you know, like. Right. Some of these regulations come out. I'm like, wait, this is new news to people? Right, like, you're already <laughs> supposed to clean that hair out of yeah. the way. Cover up when you cough. Right. Clean the chair after you're done. People are not cleaning chairs. Like, right, I learned this in beauty school a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, we, we were fortunate not to take too much of a hit. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, did you take any opportunities to, you know, expand your... Uh, role as an educator during COVID? Oh, I, I expanded everything. It it was, I'm I'm real big on. How can I say? Not opportunistic, but if the world is gonna stop, that means I'm gonna go harder. Right. Because while everybody is comfortable, if everybody agrees to stop, then I'm gonna go. Then that, I'm gonna be that much more ahead. Right. Right. So as everybody took breaks and everybody did what was told to them, like I I was saying this during 2020, rules are meant to be blank whatever word you put in has consequences rules are meant to be followed 
you might lose your business. Right. You're going to get bit behind on bills. You're going to do everything that's going to happen. Rules are meant to be bent. Okay, you might get fined. Mm-hmm. Rules are meant to be broken. Well, you might lose it all. Right. Right. And, and do jail time and fines and everything, you know. So, I mean, whatever you decide, whatever word you put in there, it, it's going to it's going to have its consequences. You just have to know when to plug and play which word, you know. And yeah, I still toured. I still traveled. California was locked down. The United States wasn't. Right. Like all the other states were open and everything. I'm like, all right. So if the business is not here, then I'm going to the business, you know. And and that's that's what I did. I traveled. I still educated. We still did the tour. Um, yeah. We were, I was moving. Plant seeds. Hungry. I was going to say the hungry will eat. The hungry will eat. Yeah. I, I was not going to look back at 2020 and said I did nothing. Right. No, I made my, Making you know. Advantageous moves. Mm-hmm. So um, who, which brands, um, you know, do you have a partnership with? So I have, um, I'm partnered up. Well, Hattori Hanzo brought me out here today. Um, I'm also with Get, uh, Get Squire, Esquire, mm-hmm. the, the online booking. <clears throat> uh, classic barber products. Um, Barber Supply 562, Illusion, um, and uh, partnering up with Elevation H as well. So Elevation H is, is an educational program where we're going to bring my learn process um, into it and, and start selling these uh, or, or, you know, having this information available where if I can't be here, at least the information will be here. Absolutely. It'll be accessible to anybody, anywhere. You know, you have a booklet, you have a worksheet. You pretty much have what I did today accessible 24-7. And you learn as you, you know, as, as your appetite <laughs> pleases you, you know. If you want to learn right now, then you're going to learn more. And then you just keep going, keep going, keep going. But, but yeah, I think I'm very, very um, interested in that. The learn process is, is abbreviated. It's, it's pretty much a Leche's earn process. Okay. So how to earn more money, followers, respect, popularity, you know, followers, as in like, human followers, not, not like Instagram followers, like how to be a leader, like how do, what do you want to earn more, you know, earn, earn anything in life more. So definitely. Um, do you have any last words or last piece of advice that you would give to, um, students, young professionals, anybody that's, you know, at this point in their career starting that's ready to eat? Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, but everybody that's ready to eat. Yes. (laughs) Not everybody's always ready to eat, but, uh, uh, one thing I said in the, in the class is, is to to be present or to show up, you know, there's different words for it, you know, to be here, be now, is to to live life with intent, you know. So, sometimes, even if we lived, like, I was 31, 32 when I did the career change. So I could have said, even though I was intentful in my working for another person, I didn't have intent in my life. Mm. So it's two different things. I had intent when I came, I have intent when I come to school, but do you have your purpose for life? And once you find your purpose for life, you'll see how you dominate everything else. Like, be here. No matter what, I, was, I kept preaching, time is going to pass. With you or without you, time is going to pass. What are you going to do with the time that you have? So be impactful. One thing I love to say is, like, I, I like to say I'm a full-time energy on a part-time body. That's it. But my energy will go way beyond my body will. So just remember that you are the same. You are that full-time energy and be that light for others. And that's it. All right. You know, I was excited uh, to have you here today. This is our first podcast we've done in a while and excited to just see you, um, you know, give a demo and share some of your energy, some of your wisdom with our students. Thank you, man. Thank you, Joe, for having me. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. it yeah. Let me get the little outro song going. Yeah. Oh. I hope this one.
voice still goes over my outro and intro is whack compared to this. <laughs> I'm gonna hire Joe to make you my. Did you got my number. You got my yeah. number. <laughs> All right, thanks, Leche. Salon success. Salon success.